This is Carrie D. Welcome to the Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast. Join me every Thursday for some much needed encouragement, coffee, and conversation. It's my prayer this podcast will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. Hey, if you're blessed each week by our podcast, Coffee with Carrie, then make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee Homeschool and Step with God. And then share our podcast with some of your homeschooling friends who might need a little encouragement too. You can also find me at Instagram at Coffee with Carrie Consultant or at our website, coffeewithcarrie.org. So stick around, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. I think, no, I know, you're going to be encouraged. Hi, y'all. I have a treat for you this week. Now, as you know, I normally don't do interviews on my podcast, but when I do, I get super excited about them, and this week is no exception. This week, I'm talking with a very good friend of mine, Cynthia Garcia. Now, Cynthia homeschools her son, who's in high school, but she also homeschools her nieces and nephews. She's a member of the Wild and Free community. She attends their conferences every year, and she's even a writer for the Wild and Free Monthly magazine. Now, she's also a talented photographer. The pictures that she takes for Wild and Free, as well as for her clients and friends, are phenomenal. She's so good at this that I even asked her to teach a few photography classes with our homeschool co-op. They have quickly become some of our campus favorites. Now, Cynthia has also organized and participated in nature studies and adventure clubs for years. I love listening to Cynthia talk about her weekly adventures, and every time she posts pictures of a nature study she's doing or an outdoor adventure that she went on with her family and friends, I'm inspired to go exploring myself. She makes nature studies and adventure clubs look so easy and so fun. So I thought... Let me share Cynthia, her adventures, and her love for nature studies with you, too. I know you're going to love her as much as I do, and I know you're going to be inspired. Cynthia and I recorded this on Zoom, so the audio is going to be a little bit different than my usual episodes. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, grab a notebook, and join Cynthia and I for a little coffee and conversation as we talk about adventure clubs, exploration, and nature studies. Hi, Cynthia. I'm so excited about our interview today. As you know, I normally don't do interviews on our podcast, but so many moms are constantly asking me about nature studies and nature groups and going on adventures and exploring with um, their friends. And naturally, you popped into my mind um, because I love when you post on your Instagram all those awesome pictures of what you're doing with your, um, your kids and with your group. And so I just really wanted to share you with my Coffee with Carrie friends. So um, a little bit about Cynthia, for those of you um, who don't know, uh, she and I became friends a couple of years ago. Uh, she came to our co-op and I absolutely fell in love with her and her nieces and her nephews and her son. And she's a fabulous photographer. And so I roped her into teaching our photography class, which um, is now one of the favorites on our campus. Um, but one of the things that I absolutely loved about Cynthia is she really is wild and 
free. <laughs> so she's part of the Wild and Free uh, community, and she actually writes and uh, takes pictures for the Wild and Free magazine. So I absolutely just love gleaming info from you, Cynthia. And I love listening to you talk about the different adventures that you go on and how you incorporate nature into uh, your homeschooling. So that's why I wanted to introduce you and share you with my friends here. So um, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your family? Yeah, um, so I homeschool my son. He's in high school. He'll be in 11th grade this year. And I also homeschool my nieces and nephews. So my sister has a total of now five kids, and I take care of them all while she's at work full time. So it just made sense for me to just homeschool them as well. And we've been doing that for quite a few years now, and it's just life. <laughs> it's a little crazy. It's a little all over the place, but we make it work and we get to have, you know, a nice little homeschool group in our own little home. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's fun. And so how would you describe your homeschooling style? Oh, um, a little crazy. I think that's <laughs> the first word I think of, but it's a little um, Charlotte Mason-y with whatever looks interesting to me at the time and whatever my kids are into at the time. And yeah, it's whatever works. <laughs> and so you told us that your son, Javi, is in high school, but yes. what are the ages or grades of your nieces and nephew? Okay, so um, my niece, um, she is um, in 10th grade this year. Then I have another one, she is in seventh grade. Um, then we have a fifth grader. And then the other one is four years old. And then we have a newborn baby, which is a month. So I'll have her next month when my sister goes back to work. So we'll have a nice full house in raging in ages and grades. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So as we, we talk and as you share some of the things that you do, I just wanted the moms to know that you have the full gamut. You have from high school now all the way down to um, a newborn baby, but yes. you also have in the mix your little toddler nephew. So yes. um, you've got all kind of stuff and you do what you do with mm-hmm. all of them. So yeah. um, I think that's going to be very helpful for the moms too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one of the things we were talking about one day and you said, yeah, our nature group did this. And I went, huh, what mm-hmm. your nature group. Um, and so then I started hearing other people call it their adventure club or their exploring club or their nature day. And mm-hmm. so um, what exactly is that? What do you do or what is your nature day? So we call it nature day, but because we meet once a week, every week, the entire school year, even during the summer, um, we're a group of moms who we started off kind of all have being the same. They had their group that they were meeting. They started because after an art class, some of the moms got together and started going to the park and little by little it changed and changed. And then it just became a weekly thing. Every single Thursday we meet in different places and we just do nature outings and um, we all follow the same Ambleside online curriculum. That's what we all our kids were doing at one point all together. So they were all reading the same books. They were all reading the same um, history, you know, whatever we were reading. And it just worked because we're all on the same page and all our nature days, um, we just talked about stuff that they were reading, stuff that, you know, us moms would talk. And so we just get together and go out in nature. 
So the Ambleside, for those of you who are listening and you're not uh, familiar with it, it's a, um, it's a website and it's fabulous. It literally tells you things you can read, you can do uh, for all the subjects, but they have this great nature study. So in the show notes and on the website, I'll make sure I put the link there so that yeah. moms could uh, check that out. Um, so you get together once a week on Thursdays. So about how long do you hang out together and what are some of the places you go to? Okay, we hang out. Um, we usually do let's see, uh, like maybe like four or five hours. Um, we have a specific meeting time. We always meet at 11 unless the location asks for a different time or if it's a further place, we'll meet sooner. But it's usually 11 o'clock. We get together. We um, usually all pack lunches. So we'll meet at our location. We start walking to our destination, whatever it's mostly kid led. If we walk somewhere, especially if it's a new place and the kids um, happen to find a little area that they're like, just so interested in, we'll just get our little blankets. We'll spread out. And that's our spot. Our kids then go off and explore. And then um, us moms kind of stay back. Um, We have like sometimes a book that we're all reading together. So we'll discuss that. Sometimes we're just, you know, just, guess whatever lesson we're doing so sometimes one of the moms will volunteer and do like a painting lesson or um, a nature study lesson or you know we have book clubs and for the kids themselves and things like that and we um, get together at the beginning of um, the school year more like late summer and we will plan out all our locations and the types of locations we do are always our favorites are always on there first And then from there, um, we kind of see depending on what we're studying. So if we're studying like birds, we go somewhere where we're going to see birds. But um, also just like I said, we stick to our favorite locations and we do just really local hikes. Uh, We do tide pools. We do um, the canyons. Monrovia Canyon was one of our favorites, but it's closed now. So we go something very similar. We do Mount Baldy. We do... um, um, we even do like normal stuff like ice skating and, um, we like to do like foraging classes and whatever, like type of field trips that'll just lend to our, our style and our routine. We kind of just do that. We like to try new things, but we definitely stick to our favorites. Our kids know it. And if we do, um, the same location in different seasons, Mm. it's just amazing to see that same location in the spring because it's just green and beautiful and the birds are out we see it in the fall and everything's dead but still so pretty so they see how one place can be so different in different seasons and that's always a nice um thing if you don't if you run out of places or ideas it's always nice to just revisit your favorites that's a great idea because i know with uh my own kids we had two trees in our backyard and in our neighborhood that the first thing we did uh our first week of school was they would draw in their nature journal what that those two trees look like yeah and then every couple of months as the seasons changed and as you know in california we really don't have too many seasons but um the trees did change we would make a point of then drawing what the tree looked like a couple of months later and we would date it and we just kept track of the same tree um throughout you know the school year so it's kind of the same idea but i love going to like an actual you know, like Monrovia Canyon yeah, um, or Eaton Canyon at different times of the year. That's a great. Okay. So if you're there for four or five hours and you bring your lunch, um, yeah. what are some other stuff that you bring along with you? Okay. So we have, um, 
a designated bag for our nature days. And they usually involve whatever um, nature book we use, mostly like a California nature guide, um, because it's we're sure to find it, you know, because it's California nature guide. And then depending on where we're going, so let's say we're going to the tide pools and one of the kids will grab um, our tide pool nature guide or our little... Um, there's like these little pamphlets that you can find at all nature centers, anywhere that you go. You could even find them online and some bookstores, but they're just these laminated little pictures and they have like all the little animals or birds or anything that you might see at that specific location. So depending on where we go, we'll pack that in there. Our kids pack their nature journals, their watercolors, their pencils, um, um, something to catch stuff in. We always like to, you know, if they find something, they like to observe it. So we'll take like a mason jar or just like a net or whatever. And um, usually they have like rain boots, like water boots, because sometimes they want to go into the mud in the water and that's okay with me just as long mm-hmm. as, you know, and if they want to get wet, if they're okay driving back home with wet clothes, that's okay with me. <laughs> or they can pack. My kids are now pretty used to, um, packing what they need and if they didn't pack it then that's too bad that's just life but um they're usually good at reminding each other and for the little ones I make sure to pack what they need obviously but even then um I can just go and be like okay grab your favorite toy or grab what you're going to take today if they want to take a ball or um their binoculars or whatever then they know they're responsible for that and they take that so that's that's all in our bag um we for sure take a blanket and of course our lunch so it's pretty obvious what the, you know, the older kids are going to be mm-hmm. doing and, and maybe even like first and up because uh, they, they're going to natural sponges, right? So they're going to go yeah. out, they're going to explore, they're going to climb, they're going to find stuff. I love the foraging one. I want to go on that one. Oh, I want you to invite great. me on that one. Um, but okay, so you're going to have a four-year-old. Yes. You're going to have a newborn. What, what do they do or how do you keep them occupied or, or what are some tips you can give moms that, you know, they have the full gamut and it's uh-huh. nature day and you're going to be somewhere for four to five hours. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of the, well, we're homeschoolers. So we know uh-huh. that the big kids are going to play with the little kids and it's not a problem. So from some of the time, um, my big kids will take him off to, you know, tire him out a little bit, let him run up and down, keep an eye on him. But then I'd like for them to have their own time as well. So then I'll, you know, we'll trade off and I'll, you know, hang out with them for a little bit. But I also bring, um, like I said, we take like nature journals. So he has his own little like notebook that he can draw in and I'll take uh, markers or crayons or watercolors. And he, you know, I'm like, okay, it's time for us to just like sit down for a little bit and I'll have some snacks for him and we will put our blank. We have our blanket. So um, I'll just have them kind of just eat with me and relax and just look through books and um nature journal so he doesn't really nature drill he scribbles he you know whatever but he's getting the idea of it so that he knows there's a little bit of downtime as we're out and for the most part even if he just wants to play like in my general area where I could see him I'll let him just kind of walk around and do that there's other little kids um they're a little bit older than him but his same size because he's a little big Mm -hmm. so they will kind of try to play with him and do things like that um and then so my plan for with the newborn is kind of I'll just maybe just wrap her mm-hmm. um I've done that before when Nathan was um a baby and we did nature day he's been going since he was what four or five months old so he's gotten just they just get used to it. they just get used to being outdoors 
um, running around, doing, finding things as well, getting excited because we, they see us get excited about things. They see the older kids get excited about things. So when they find something on their own, they're like, look, and, you know, they could bring it back. They could, you know, draw it and just hang out. It's, it's really, it, you have to kind of just trust the process kind mm-hmm, of like mm-hmm. trust that it's, it's not going to be picture perfect and it's not going to be what you expect it. But if you let it be what it's going to naturally be, you're going to like it because you're going to know, okay, well, I know that he's fussy at this time or he doesn't like this or, you know, you just kind of kind of work around it and you got to sacrifice a little bit as well, because there's a lot of times where there's like a really good conversation or we're having our own book discussion and he wants to run off at that time. <laughs> But we're outdoors. How am I going to tell a kid, like, no, you can't run off right now when we're outdoors. So I have to just like go with him for a little bit and just go walk alone. And some moms will join me and then we'll just go adventure with the little ones and then come back. And it's just, just go with the flow type of thing. It's not like a set in stone schedule or we have to follow certain things. We're just exploring and having fun together and little by little they'll get with the program. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay. So you mentioned that you bring uh, their nature journals and so they bring their colored pencils and their watercolors and things like that. So obviously they're, they're talking about books and they're looking at um, the different field guides that you bring. And it sounds Mm -hmm. like they're even stopping and and drawing and, and doing that uh, while they're out. But my next question is a lot of moms. Okay. Some of the new ones for sure. Uh-huh. are thinking, oh my gosh, that's a whole day that we're not yeah. doing school. We're, we're out for four and a half, you know, for four and a half to five hours. Um, and you and I know, because we've been doing this forever, that's school, baby. Uh, you're not <laughs> missing out on anything. Um, you're yeah. actually doing a whole bunch more um, yeah. while you're out there. Um, but a lot of moms are always asking me, but what do you do when you come back home. Mm-hmm. So do you incorporate what you did out there into your lessons or is it all on its own? Like this is our nature day and what we did, all of that was great. And then now we're going to go back to our other school stuff. So basically how do you incorporate your, uh, your nature day um, into your weekly or your monthly lessons? Okay. So um, usually most of the places um, are pretty far for us. Our group is, kind of all over the place. We're spread out. Um, but we do a lot of outings in Orange County. So for us, it's quite a drive. Um, so my kids know if they have math or writing or whatever, they will do it on the way. We try to use up as much time as possible. We have breakfast, they take it on the way. So that kind of takes care of whatever they have to work on. Um, mostly it's math. Okay. So when we get there, um, if they want to, I don't force them to, unless there's, um, uh, a lesson going on. So sometimes, like I said, if the, one of the moms is going to do a nature study lesson um, on something, or sometimes we all pick different topics and we'll take turns. If, and that's something like that. I won't force them to sit down in nature journal. So what I do have them do is I ask them to find something interesting, find something they're going to bring back or a picture if we can't take it. Um, and then on Fridays, because we do nature days on Thursday. So the next day, then that is their science um, for the week because they will, whatever they chose, let's say they found a seed pod to something. So they come home, they look at it, they examine it, they draw it, they research. And usually when that happens, it leads into other conversations and it just spreads out being bigger than what it really was. 
And it's great because, okay, what kind of animal bit into it? What does it seem like, you know, this and that? Oh, did you know that squirrels do this with that? And then like, oh, one kid will be like, oh, can I draw a squirrel eating it instead? Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. And so then it turns into a squirrel topic. And, you know, so it, it kind of just transforms into just curiosity and learning. And to me, that's more important than like knowing a few facts about it. Um, because in the next time, and like, again, if we revisit the place, they go and they're excited and they're like, hey guys, remember that thing we found last week? Well, I ended up finding out that it's this and the squirrels do this and that and that. And then every it becomes everybody's like familiar instead of just like, oh, that thing we saw, that thing I kicked around or, you know. And so that's what we will do for, and sometimes it doesn't even take that long. It could literally be like right after breakfast, they'll sit, they'll journal it, they'll draw it out and they're done. Sometimes it takes longer, but it really doesn't take that much time um, out of your normal. Um, and if we call that science for our week, then I'm perfectly happy with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and when I was at your house, um, yeah. one of the things that I, I noticed and I just fell in love with was you had all these different areas in this one room mm-hmm. with things on display. Yeah. And they were all of these fabulous Uh, treasures it looked like that you guys have found either out in nature or on your hikes and so it sounds like you know if they found a really cool seed pod um and they bring it home then that's what they they look up um and do some stuff with on fridays but um can you just tell us a little bit about how you display things or, or what you put out to um to keep their curiosity going Yeah. um, Again, so because we do um, terms. um, So let's say we are on, um, I think there's like a rocks and mineral term. So I usually have a bunch of things that we've found and they're in like cigar boxes just because they're easy to, you know, close Mm -hmm. up the way. And we will, um, I will display those during those topics. So I have like little, um, you can find them like at Michael's they're like little boards um that have a glass top mm-hmm. or just like at thrift stores you find like those shadow boxes and things like that and all our books that um go with that topic so I kind of just like pull those out and those will be in display and sometimes if we're kind of just all over the kids will just like oh can we put this one out they they are, it's their, they're, their treasures. They found them. They love them. They remember where they found them and all these things. And they kind of just there. And so sometimes if we didn't, let's say we'd skip nature day for whatever reason, I'll be like, okay, just pick something and you get, cause they like that whole um, drawing and figuring out what it is and stuff like that. So they'll revisit old things and redraw old things or just make a specific page on, um, you know, they'll add to their pages of, oh, I never, I didn't get a chance to put that shell into my um, page when we went to tide pools I'll just add that to it and things like that but they're kind of just like little memories and little knickknacks that we've collected and yeah they're just part of our little house (laughs) and I love how you put books out too so it's it if you have them you put them there so it's even encouraging a little bit more exploration if they if they're so inclined. Okay. So you keep saying, well, I'm going to add that shell, you know, to my, to my page where, when we went to the tide pool or things like that. So, um, nature journals, how elaborate or simple or a little bit of both are your kids' nature journals? Okay. So 
uh, they go through stages sometimes <laughs> and each kid is completely different. Um, my son at the very beginning, we started when he was really little. So he liked nature journaling. He liked it, but there was a time where he was just like, Oh, I don't care for it. I don't want to, or things like that. But I kept encouraging him to do it. And finally I said, well, it doesn't have to be a specific way. It doesn't have to be how we always do it at the time. Um, he's ever since he was little, he's liked comic books. Mm -hmm. So I told him, why don't you just make it into a comic book um, type of nature journal? And he went off on it because he drew, you know, the little, there's a name for him, but they're like, you know, the little blocks, the arcs and all that stuff. So he would get a little ruler and he would pencil it out and then just draw like, you know, our car getting there. And then we picked up this rock and we saw this bird and da 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 da. So, and then he would just little, put little captions and that filled up his page. And before I knew it, that's what like an entire section of his nature journal looked like. And it was super simple and it kept him happy. kept me happy. We're all good. Whereas my niece, she is so detailed and so careful <laughs> with her things. Her, like one, if I ask her to do one little fish she will go all out with the scales the this the that and the labeling and this is the fin and this is that with her own little side notes so I'm very open to make it what you want it's yours just document it make sure there's um a location and a date and try give me some facts about it other than that they have full full like freedom on how and how much and we don't do it um every single week either like there's times where we don't because time doesn't allow or whatever the reason is but like i said they'll they can always come back and add it later or um sometimes like my niece she does she has like a page that's just shells and they're all different dates so if she finds a favorite one she will put it um she'll draw it put the little date around it and as she collects them her favorite ones will go in that section so she just has a page full of shells and that's if she wants to do it that way, that's fine. But for little ones and stuff like that, I mean, they're they're gonna go through phases of wanting to and not wanting to, and maybe just it's kind. You just have to have not have high standards for it, you know. <laughs> I mean, it really is supposed to be fun, and we use it for memory work. Um, mm-hmm. We found that every time that they nature journal something, it just sticks with them in such a different way than it would be just like watching a video or looking at it or we do do all those things as well but it just it just becomes a part of them and and they just remember it forever so that's why i really encourage um nature i love that i wish i would have had your brain when my (laughs) son was because the cartoon making it into a comic yeah that is a fabulous idea um because i know one of my my other child uh she's very much a perfectionist like her mother mm-hmm. and so if her picture her day you know that yeah. she was journaling something if it didn't look the way she wanted it to when she was younger she was so upset about it and sometimes she would you know i hate to say it sometimes she would destroy the page just because yeah. it just didn't look the way she wanted it to or it came out the way she wanted it to but then when she went to uh write something about it she didn't like mm-hmm. you know what she said or how it looked. And, and so, um, with her, I finally just got to the point where I said, honey, just draw what you want on a Mm -hmm. different sheet of paper and we will cut it out and paste it into your nature journal. So her nature journal, she hardly ever towards, you know, when she got a little bit older, she hardly ever actually drew in it. Oh, she would write in it, but, um, she would 
draw something somewhere else until it looked the way she wanted it to look. And then we would put it in. Um, so yeah, there's just so many different ways that, um, that you can do nature journals. So yeah. Um, my niece got a, um, we got her a Polaroid camera for mm-hmm. Christmas and she, um, for a while didn't want to draw. So she would take a picture of it, stick it on her nature journal and then just write about it and do Love other it. little like things around it. And that was it. And that's okay too. I mean, they're your, it's your, your memories. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And so real quick for you, do you mm-hmm. nature journal too? I do. Oh, I love yeah. it. So, um, it's just really contagious. Um, I, my friends in our nature group are ridiculously crazy good artists. Um, <laughs> so one of them, she does the, she does, um, the wild and free tutorials for nature journaling. And the other one, she is an artist. She's like, you know, so she does paintings and all these things. So we have other friends, you know, they do some as well. So it's just contagious because once you're there, you're talking, you see, you know, all these beautiful things and you just like take off and start painting. And we, I never finished mine there, but sometimes I'll just, or if I'm on vacation or whatever, I'll have some coffee and I'll start nature journaling old things that I've remembered, or I take pictures of things and then I draw them um, from that. And it's just so nice. And again, that's inviting for your kids as well. Cause I'd say like some in the morning, if I'm painting or something, then I know for sure that the kids will pull up right next to me and be like, Oh, let me go get mine. Oh, what did you, you put that one in and da da da. And you create that um, atmosphere mm-hmm. that, you know, because if you're just barking at them, like do this, draw that, do this, it just becomes a, a chore, like a list to, you know, but if you're doing it with them, that's just like great. First of all, great um, opportunity for conversations. And I'm all about that conversations with my kids, you know, communication. And then it's just, you know, you're doing something together and it's fun and mine are not great, but that's what I tell them. I'm like, look at mine. I'm okay. I'll move on. And I have some that are not finished and that's okay too. We'll move on, but it's, at least I'm trying and I'm, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. It is. And I find when I do it, um, it's one of the ways that helps me relax. Yeah. That mm-hmm. when I'm, I'm nature journaling or I'm on vacation and I bring my book with us, with me, I'm just like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to draw that cactus over there because it's yeah. just calling my name. <laughs> um, but even like my daughter and I, she's 22 and we watercolor almost every week still together. So we'll watch a little tutorial together and we'll watercolor and mm-hmm. we make jokes about how awful our leaves and our flowers <laughs> look and how they don't look like leaves and flowers, but oh well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's really more about um, just, you know, hanging out together and mm-hmm. still something we'd like to do. And she's 22 yeah. and we don't homeschool anymore. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. And so let's get down to the nitty gritty for those mamas who are like me. Okay. How do you start? an adventure club or a nature day? How do you start one? Um, okay. So I think that it's, it's not always easy. I don't think, I think like a lot of times we'd be like, okay, where do we sign up? Once you have a nature group, you realize how important it is. And a lot of groups aren't going to be so like, oh yeah, come on. Because first of all, the size, and the dynamic in your group needs to be just like pretty much perfect because this is people you're going to spend a lot of time with. Um, 
And so I think like if you ask, hey, uh, if you know of a nature group or something and you ask them, hey, can we tag along? Want to see what it's like? Da, 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 da. You never know. Like it might be a good fit and they're going to be like, come on over. And sometimes, you know, it just gives you an understanding of actually being there. Mm-hmm. But let's say you're brand new and you want to start. You That's something you want in your future. I would suggest get together with other moms. If there's other moms that, you know, in your co-op, if there's other kids in your um, in your kids' classes that they talk to and stuff like that, just reach out to the moms and be like, hey, I'm going to meet at this park. Make it open. Just, you know, like, hey, I'm going to meet at this park. If you know anybody that wants to join us, this is, but I think make it clear onto what you want to do. Like, I want to make it a nature journal, you know, um, mm-hmm. nature day type of thing. And then once you meet with them, it has to kind of just happen organically just real you know you can't push it because then it just becomes a class where it's not it's then it's not a class it's just like a nature um day it's supposed to be relaxing and it's supposed to be fun it's supposed to have your kids you know enjoy so maybe like uh reach out to other moms have a meetup and just go throughout the day like you would want to like okay kids come on over we're gonna i'm gonna explain what we're gonna do you guys are gonna have this much time to go play and then we're gonna meet and everybody find something like a treasure that you want to show and then you could do like a show and tell and then you know the moms might like that and then your group is just gonna grow and then between you and the moms you guys can make your schedule okay this was great what if we do it again in two weeks or let's try to do it once a month depending on your schedule also so let's say you do it twice a, um, a month so then you pick the locations i think if you're wanting to start it you need to set the um the locations and have all the information first and mm-hmm. then be open to to changes because then if everybody kind of doesn't know what to do or what to you know you kind of mm-hmm. take the you have to take the lead mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's pretty fun. And then if a lot of moms are already on the same page and you know, you guys all know exactly what you want to be doing, then it's easier to just like collaborate and be like, oh, you know, what place do you like? Let's go that place or this place. And then you just kind of create your own schedule. But I think like it's important to just um, let it happen. Even though it sounds really like cheesy and kind of like, well, when is it going to happen? I think like, you'll know, because you also don't want to be in a situation where you like it, but your kids don't, your kids aren't making friends, your kids are not happy, but you are, you got to kind of step aside and be like, well, this is for them as much as it is for me. You gain from it. But let's say like, it's a group that your kids happen to like love. It's going to work itself out. That is awesome. Yeah. Okay. So that it, pretty quote unquote simple to yeah. get started. You just need it to happen pretty much organically, but have an idea of what you're looking for and the time frame, right? Cause I yeah. think that, like you said, that's important for moms. Like how long are you going to hang out together? How often are you going to hang out together? So that's good. And you mentioned numbers. So what do you think is like a good manageable number for a, a nature group or an adventure club? Um, it's kind of hard to, t- well, our group has eight, nine moms, a total of like 24, 28 kids. Um, it works for us. But then again, our kids have been doing it since they were really small and they've kind of just been adding and adding because of siblings. But um, I think that too big could be too chaotic and then maybe like this group wants it, 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 it'll divide because you're you know this 
group of kids wants to do this, but this group wants to do this. So then you'll find yourself being like, okay, well, we're just going to stick to this group with the older kids or with whatever, um, because it's kind of more what we want to do. And if you kind of keep it small, your kids are also in a way forced to play with each other because Mm -hmm. that's who's there. And then they'll just grow closer together. It doesn't matter the age or like if they're boys and girls, homeschoolers don't care. They, they want to play and hang out together. And, um, I would say maybe like six, seven, eight families. Um, also, it just, it's easier for when you have decisions, you know, because then mm-hmm. like you have like a, a lot and different ideas and things like that. I love it. And of course, my husband would ask, how much is this going to cost? <laughs> how expensive is this going to be? Uh, well, we, we, our group does not charge. We just hang, we're just friends who mm-hmm. happen to hang out together and homeschool together. Mm-hmm. So I don't think, um, I don't know. I don't think that if, if, I mean, unless it's something that's like well-established that you should have to like pay for to hang out with. But if that's the case, if, unless there's like a cost for something, but other than that, I think like you can find a group that you wouldn't have to, you're only going to be paying for like entrances. And we're very about like trying to find the, you know, free places or free days or, you know, when we do go all out, it's usually really worth it. Like when we did the foraging, it was a little pricey, but um, it was so worth it that we would totally do it again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So some things like that. And like, obviously if we go like ice skating or to a place where you have to pay to get in, then that's just each family's cost. And we try also when we schedule, we try to um, spread out the things that cost um, out so that they're not all together in the same mm-hmm. month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my point. It's free because mm-hmm. you're hanging yeah. out with your friends, <laughs> yeah. um, but it'll be as expensive as your group makes it. Yeah, because exactly. it depends on what you you do, and and yes, sadly you have to p- pay for parking nowadays for most of the parks that you go to. So, um, so yeah, all right, okay. So let's close it out, Cynthia. So, what are some words of encouragement that you can share with the moms out there who might want to start um, an adventure club or a nature day, or some words of encouragement for some of those moms that are overwhelmed by this idea? but they really want to try nature studies or a nature day. So uh, what are some words of encouragement you can, some final words you can give them? Yeah, I think um, don't give up. It's going to be, and then reach out to people that you do know that does it. And maybe just like say, Hey, would you want to meet with me? Like ask, I think like, if you just ask, it doesn't hurt to ask and you never know, you might learn so much and some people are going to be so willing to help and to get you established. I mean, I know I would, I, I'm totally okay with that because I know that there's so much to gain from it and just remember, keep it simple. It's it's so doable. Just your expectations need to be. And even then from week to week, they're going to be completely different. But if you keep going, you're going to just see it's such a, good, good thing that you're going to have, you're going to be willing to sacrifice like your own, like, oh gosh, like that was such a headache last time, but maybe it'll be better. And things do get better. You have good days and bad days, just like in any other situation. So might as well just go for it and just have fun. Just that's all it is. Have fun with your kids. You get to go on nature days and be with your kids. Like that's already like a win for me. So (laughs) I love it. And I think for, for me, 
my favorite part of doing nature studies and we didn't back back when my kids were younger we didn't have like a nature club where we went out a nature day and Mm -hmm. explored outside we had a backyard club and so everyone came to our backyard and we did lots of uh, things together but um I think for me, my favorite part about exploring nature with the kids and and our friends was that it was a way for us to see God's fingerprints everywhere we went, everywhere we went. No matter if it was a rainy day, we still went. We never canceled, even if it rained. Um, If it was a cloudy day or if nothing was blooming or the tide pools, everything we couldn't see, it didn't matter because God's creation is, is just so phenomenal um, that when we were out walking or exploring, um, it was just such a neat way to just bring all of those things that um, we don't stop to notice when we're yeah. so busy. But oh, when yeah. you're doing nature studies and you're exploring and going adventuring, you can't help but notice mm-hmm. God's mm-hmm. fingerprints everywhere and all of the big and small miracles um, oh, yeah. he oh, gives yeah. us each and every day. And so um, for me, <laughs> that was like uh, the best part of, <laughs> of our nature studies. So, Definitely. and I love how your advice was keep it simple. Cause yeah. you know, I'm all about the simple. <laughs> All right. Well, Cynthia, thank you so much for hanging out with me uh, and sharing with the moms about um, all the fabulous things that you do with your friends. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah, when you go forging, you make sure you give me a call. Okay. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Cynthia. We'll see you later. Thank you. Thank you for hanging out with us and for joining Cynthia and me for this little coffee and conversation about adventure clubs and nature studies. Now, if this is your first time joining us, you can find us at our website, coffeewithcarry.org. We also have uh, some daily devotions and homeschooling tips at our Instagram account, Coffee with Carrie Consultant. And don't forget to check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. You can purchase it on Amazon. I, I have the link in the show notes. If you heard something you liked, then share a podcast with a friend who might need a little encouragement this week or with some homeschooling friends that you would like to start a nature study with yourself. And if you haven't already, we would love for you to subscribe to Coffee with Carrie podcast and then take a few minutes to leave a little review. Thank you in advance for listening to us each week and for sharing our podcast, our book, and our homeschooling mom ministry with your friends. We're so very honored and grateful. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, our podcast, and our new book will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless and have fun adventuring.